I want to uh, just echo uh, congratulations to a story that you had in your newscast about the final appearance uh, today of Secretary of State Jesse White. It, absolutely, yeah. 88 years old, the longest-serving Secretary of State here, uh, finally retiring. He's done. No he's nicer. Really of, done no, great, great things. No here. nicer of a guy. I yeah, mean, a gentleman, a, a real gentleman, a, a real gentleman. Uh, very efficient. It's always been a pleasure to go to the Secretary of State's office. (laughs) (laughs) It has nothing to do with Jesse. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But Jesse is... Actually, it's been very. Actually, the last couple of times that I've had to go, it actually was very pleasant and very efficient. Uh, but I know people have nightmare stories about going uh, to the Secretary of State's office for one reason or another. And part of that was COVID, also. Oh, absolutely, because uh, yeah. they were closed and limited hours and so forth. But I went recently. I had to go get uh, what are they? What they call the real ID? Oh, yeah. mm, yes, you I'm get, due for that. Do you I'm get one of those yet? No, I, I have to get one in May. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. the that is the deadline. By the way, this is the uh, this is your driver's license that they cross check with uh, you know like security. So you, at a certain time, is it May that you won't be able to use your regular driver's That's license? That's right. If you you're must traveling? have the real ID uh, starting in May of 2023 next yeah. year. Yeah, I better get a move on. I think I actually wait. Let me look at my driver's license for a second because I think I actually took a nice picture this time. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty damn handsome in this picture. I can't believe that. Smiling? <laughs> it's a little off You were smiling? That's not, that's not my fault. You were smiling? No, they tell you not to smile. They tell you not to smile. Yeah, they tell you not to smile. But I have such a pleasant disposition about myself <laughs> all the time anyway. Especially waiting at the DMV, right? Especially oh. when you go to the DMV. Yeah. yeah. And when yeah. you were done, they were probably going, man, I'm glad he's out I, It was very pleasant for me. I, I have no complaints. I have no complaints about my experience there. And uh, now I've got my real ID. I zip right through, and I've only traveled a couple of times since I've had it. But you zip right through. It's no big deal. But my point is, congratulations to Jesse White on an amazing career. Uh, remaining one of the gentlemen of gentlemen's in a profession that is not so full of decent people. Uh, Jesse White is definitely one of them. And what about the Jesse White Tumblers program? I think he's had it for almost 60 years. I remember when I was just a young man starting in the Jesse White program as one of their premier tumblers. So, Andy, how is Green Bay and the Bears going was, to do this afternoon? Yeah. Uh, now, I hadn't intended to Can we to start be, the pregame show early, please? I didn't intend to do any tumbling, but it turns out I'm pretty clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed, it seemed yes. like I was doing tumbling. You know, the I, line from Curly going, I fall down, comes to mind here. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> hey. Did you, did you know that Jesse White was also a professional baseball player? I did know that. Yeah, with the Chicago Cubs organization for a little while. Yep. That I did not know. Yeah, two-sport athlete, went into the uh, Alabama State University Hall of Fame. Yep. I'm thinking of you as a Jesse White tumbler. I was, I was trying to change the subject there, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like all you know how they have the guys line up? Cartwheels and somersaults they all have, over the floor. They have seven, eight guys lined up, and then the athletes, you know, do their jumping over, over them. them. Can you imagine me attempting? <laughs> okay, save it for tree time next year. Just hey, have... there you go. 
I could take over the I could take over the tumblers, the Dean Richards tumblers. It would be except we will call it the Dean Richards stumblers, stumblers and bumblers. Yeah, that would be perfect for us. Let's jump over the Christmas tree. Uh-huh. Hey, Dean Richards chat is up here Sunday morning. Me back to my old smooth jazz days here, Shawnee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's some uh, swinging uh, Vince Guaraldi. We've got 916 on Sunday in the AM. 916 smooth jazz degrees. Guess that would be the time and not the temperature. <laughs> I'm out of practice with that. Ask me why I'm playing Vince Guaraldi Trio this morning. Because that is the theme and the, rather the soundtrack to uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Very true. And today there is going to be a live musical tribute to a Charlie Brown Christmas performed by the Chicago Jazz Orchestra at the uh, Fine Arts uh, Fine Arts Building in downtown Chicago at uh, 410 South Michigan Avenue. 4.30 this afternoon. I'm really happy that that building is coming back into some use because yeah. it's sat vacant for so long. And it's true. a great old building. Uh, the Chicago Jazz Orchestra and a 17-year-old piano prodi- prodigy by the name of Brandon Goldberg uh, and the Youth Voices of the Timeless Gifts Performance Company all will be performing because many of the songs on this Charlie Brown Christmas album are you know are vocal, where uh, you know the kids are singing "Oh Christmas Tree" and, and "Christmas Time Is Here." Christmas time oh, yeah. is here, happiness and cheer. Oh, that we could always see such beauty through the year. You are a singer, Schwanee. You missed your calling. You should have been a swinging singer. Uh, so anyway, that's going on today at four thirty. If anyone's uh, you know looking for some holiday esque things to do, it's an hour and forty five minute show, appropriate for all ages, and uh, you know try to try to get out and enjoy that. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Holiday uh, season blooming up. I notice a lot of people, more people than usual downtown, enjoying uh, you know the holiday cheer of downtown Chicago, which is uh, all very nice. And uh, we've got some holiday cheer here on the uh, program for you this morning. We've got many very interesting things. Among the things that we've got today, the star of the upcoming run of Dear Evan Hansen, which will be here in Chicago through the holiday season. So that's going to be coming up. Dr. Kevin Most is coming up. And thank goodness I was reading Facebook yesterday, and I saw Dave Schwann's post uh, that you put on about what's going to be on the show today. I just thought I'd uh, you never put do up that. something. I do it every once you, in a while. You I never had some do time. anything to promote this show. <laughs> I thought I would it's turn over as a if new you're, leaf. Almost as if you're ashamed to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would turn over a new leaf. It's almost as if you don't want people to know that, that you're part of this. <laughs> Which I can't say I blame you. There's plenty of Sunday morning I leave out this here. This is why when people way. ask me what I do, I say... Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I have a job in communications. Just kind of try to stay out of trouble. (laughs) Uh, Here on the Facebook, it says, Join Dean Richards Chicago. 
By the way, you're on my you're on the wrong uh, Dean Richards uh, page on Facebook, Schwann. Oh, okay, all right. This is I, my private. The one that you put on there is my private one. Well, it's still I see a hundred thousand friends on. Yeah, it, there's so. nothing private about it. But <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> the, but but the, the one that you uh, linked me the linked, uh, you know, has a five thousand person limit. Mm-hmm. The other one, which is my public page, Dean Richards WGN. That's the one. With. Well, you know, it wouldn't let me on there. I think I've been blocked. Well, I may have blocked you. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I may have done that. Uh, join Dean Richards, Andy Mazur, and myself tomorrow morning for Dean Richards Chicago <laughs> Sunday morning <laughs> on 720 WGN Radio. Boy, I tried. You should have you should have linked the radio station. I, I, I know. I, sh- I tried. You didn't link the radio station on here. At... WGN Radio. Yeah, it's simple. It's very simple. Uh, but here's here's where the plugola comes in. Our far-flung forecast deals with a place way up north that helps deliver Christmas goodness. No, it's not the North Pole. You are reading this accurately. Yeah, I know. We'll find out what it is in a few minutes. When All we right. Get to the far-flung. And, and then it continues. Then Andy Mazur has the Bears' pregame and postgame show with Hamp and OB. Given the Bears are playing Green Bay, it's going to be quite a show. Yes, it will. Always is. I noticed you didn't promote anything that I'm doing. Promoted, I didn't know. You promoted yourself and Andy, but you didn't promote anything I'm doing. All right, I'll consult with you before I do this again. Yeah, that's okay. Because, but then I just know you'll hang up the phone. <laughs> Or not reply to an email, so it doesn't... <laughs> I got to admit, you know me well. Yeah. After 41 <laughs> years, yes. <laughs> After all these years, you can pretty much predict exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> but now, let's get to the comment section. Oh, oh I know. This, oh. Is, this is crazy. People are commenting on Shwani's post here on the Facebook uh, it says, of course, uh, here's uh, Marianne, of course I'll join you all tomorrow morning. It wouldn't be Sunday morning without Dean and the gang. It says, I love Andy, but really, wish they would get rid of that silly pre-bears, post-bears show. <laughs> now, that's not right. That's that not, is not that's right not at all. That's not a polite thing to say. Uh, Mary writes, always enjoy listening to the three of you, some of the best radio. That's nice. That's very nice. Thank you. Sue wrote, our very favorite show on WGN. Oh, very nice. Debbie, you guys are so entertaining. Thanks for the laughs on Sunday morning. Uh, here's a gentleman by the name of Michael. Andy's new best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Because that's Hamp and OB. My new best buddies. <laughs> Hamp and OB. He's throwing us over for some Bears legends. Uh, oh, here's uh, JP. I tune in for Dave Schwan. Thank of, you, JP. A lot of people do. I'm glad there's some respect out there. A lot of people do. I don't, but a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James wrote, I love listening to Hamp and OB, and of course, you, Dave. Oh, thank you very much. It's the Schwanny fan club here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barb, listen to what Barb wrote. Uh, the absolute best radio show. 
I totally agree with another in the previous comment. It wouldn't be Sunday without Dean and the gang. They're the only ones who can give us the camaraderie, the banter, unmatched by others. And my favorite is the big city humor and sharp wit and harmless sarcasm that only comes from seasoned veterans who respect and love each other. I need a tissue. <laughs> I need, I and need, I need waiter boots. And coming in twenty <laughs> and coming in twenty twenty three, the Dean Richard Stumblers. <laughs> oh Lord, so very, this is very nice. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Thank you all. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thanks for posting that, Shawnee. Of not, course. Not including me. Well, all right. I'll make it a point to mm, do no, it next I'll week. I'll do my own. <laughs> <laughs> Dueling posts. <laughs> my own and not include you and see how you like it. <laughs> Quick break, and then we'll get to that far-flung forecast. What could it possibly be? We'll find out. Is Dave the lonely goat herd <laughs> swan? <laughs> Your lady, well, friends, get out your compasses and protractors because we are indeed going way up north to the tip of the mitt of Michigan hmm. to Sheboygan, Sheboygan, Michigan, not Sheboygan, Wisconsin, Sheboygan, Sheboygan, Michigan, huh. which is just a little bit east of uh, Mackinac Island. It is at the very tip of the mitt, as we say, population 4,876. It is spelled differently than Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Hmm. It's C-H-E-B-O-Y-G-A-N, and the Wisconsin is S-H. Uh, E-B-O-Y-G-A-N. Those crazy Michiganders. (laughs) But we mentioned Sheboygan, Michigan, because it is the home port of the U.S. Coast Guard ship, the Mackinac, which was the 240-foot or 73-meter multipurpose vessel that came to Chicago, as it has done for a number of years now, to deliver Christmas trees, parking at Navy Pier, and uh, and giving out about 1,200 Christmas trees to families in need. Wasn't it just here yesterday? Yes, it was. Yep, they parked here uh, earlier in the week, so they were here. Was that your far-flung forecast that I just blow it? No, you didn't. You didn't. That's exactly. It's the home port for the Mackinac. You know, sometimes you got to keep them moving along a little bit. Sheboygan, Michigan, and well, we'll get you moving right here. It's a magnificent sight to see those boats on the lake, but Mac- just hearing those, I can see why people love listening to our show so much. <laughs> Mackinac is uh, the the home port is in Sheboygan, Michigan, not annoying which is cloudy and twenty six degrees today. Sheboygan, Michigan, is that it? That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Usually you have more. Well, no, Sheboygan, Michigan, um, and uh, it's been, let's see, you want more on Sheboygan, Michigan? No, no, not really, we're already late for the news. <laughs> yes, so. we are. And the newsman gets so persnickety whenever, whenever we're late. <laughs> won't be long. December 4th already. 9.37, Dean Richards, Sunday morning, WGN. Always a pleasure to welcome to the program... Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Didn't get a chance to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, but I hope you had a wonderful holiday, you and the family. Did you? Yeah, I did, Dean. It was nice. And what happened to, like, October, November? 
Did we just blink and we? it's all of a sudden yes. December? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Have you been in a grocery store? The, the Christmas decorations <laughs> were, were up in September. <laughs> the Christmas candy was out way before yeah. I, I started. I, I withheld for quite a long time. <laughs> I know. It goes. It just seems to go so fast. I, I don't know yeah. what's happening. Here's what I also know is going pretty fast. This flu bug, the, the influenza, the good old-fashioned influenza is uh, probably our, our chief medical concern right now, right? It really is, and probably more concerning over these next couple of weeks just because we've seen, you know, like we talked last week, it was in the southeast pretty strong, and now creeping up, I shouldn't even say creeping up, skyrocketing up here in the Midwest. So very concerning with everything that's going on, and now we've talked a little bit about there not being enough Tamiflu in the southeast, well, that is now a national shortage, so very concerning there. So how do you know if you have the influenza or if you've got the COVID? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what everybody wants to know. Is say, Symptoms are similar, cold, right? right? They, are, they are for some things, but influenza classically is going to come on very suddenly with a really high fever right off the bat. So that's a big tip off for influenza. Where the other ones are more, you know, it's a gradual. I start to feel a little punky. I start to have a little sore throat. Start to, and then you get the full blown infection. But influenza is that one where high fever right away is going to give you a big tip off. And uh, if you are experiencing symptoms uh, of that sort, one or the other, do you just lay low and you know see what happens over the next few days? Or do you go to a doctor right away? I mean, if you're contagious with something, I'm not. Is it wise to you know go sit in a waiting room full of other sick people? Yeah, well, you'll start to see a lot of doctors' offices going back to some of their uh, mitigations that they did with COVID, where they'll you'll they'll you'll be asked to wait in your car until it's time for you to come in. Mm. But certainly, we know that with influenza and with COVID, if we identify it early enough, we can treat whether it's Paxlovid or Tamiflu, and especially you know, looking for the Tamiflu to be used in individuals who are immunocompromised, seniors, the ones where it's really going to make a big difference. So uh, if uh, influenza rates are going up, does that mean that COVID rates are uh, going to follow? Yep. Yep. Unfortunately, they are, and often for the same reasons. If we say, why is influenza going so high? We have very low vaccination rates for influenza. And why is COVID going to creep up right along with it? Because we have very low booster um, rates for, for the vaccine for COVID. So it's kind of this perfect storm of a shortage of the medication we need to treat, low vaccination rates. It's getting cold and we're congregating in large groups. So it is that perfect storm. Yeah. Have you talked to people who are not getting their boosters and been able to determine why that is? I mean, there was a time where people would wait in line for blocks to get a vaccination, and now you can't get them to go into a Walgreens and get it done in five minutes. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. When when COVID had a high chance of death, people really got their attention. Now when it's like, well, you know, I'm hearing people who get it now just have a really bad cold and they're okay. You know, that's okay for those who are young and healthy, but we still have to worry about the kids and seniors who we're still having 400 deaths a day from COVID. People don't understand that this infection is still around and still impacting. Hospital last week, we were in the mid-20s for patients hospitalized for COVID. So it's not gone. People have to understand that.
And what's the uh, latest on RSV? That was a huge concern, both for kids, but uh, also adults uh, who are getting this respiratory uh, ailment. Yeah, so RSV, that respiratory syncytial virus, the one that we're really concerned about with kids under the age of one, Fortunately, it looks like it's peaked. Now, the numbers are very high, so we have to make sure that the message is right. Although the rates are decreasing, the numbers are still extremely high. So we're seeing still a lot of kids with this illness, still a lot of stress on the the pediatric beds and the hospitals across the state. But hopefully this downtrend continues, and we'll know here very shortly. You know, kids are going to be out of school here for a couple of weeks for Christmas. That may actually be helpful as often you're not exposed to as many kids and you're in a closed environment. So hopefully we'll see the trend continue to go down with RSV. Here's uh, a text from the 847 area code. Uh, I've just contracted COVID. My wife is not, has not. We are in our early 70s and both fully vaccinated, but we live in a small one-bedroom condo. How do we quarantine in a case like that to keep her from getting the COVID. Yeah, that, you know, that is a scenario that you really don't like to hear. So certainly I would say masking, unfortunately, masking for both of you in there, someone's going to end up on the couch. I hate to say it, uh, the two of you do rocks, paper, scissors to see, but really um, you both should not be sleeping in the same bed and try to get out of the house as much as you possibly can, one of you at a time, so that you're separated from each other. Okay, so it's just really. And ju- the ju- other one is is if if the if you just tested positive for COVID, get into your doctor, call your doctor to get on the Paxlovid, which will shorten the duration and shorten the chance of exposure to your wife as well. But you still need to have as much separation as possible, right? Until uh, I mean, how do you know when it's safe to to snuggle back up again? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you want the symptoms to be gone, and often people are going to say, please test negative before you start to do that. And again, we have to remember that, if he says, as he noted, they're fully vaccinated, and that could mean even fully boosted. But we have to remember that the vaccine is keeping us out of the hospital, not protecting us from getting the infection completely, shortening the duration, less symptoms, but not knocking out the infection completely. So here they are in their 70s. They're at risk already if they have any other uh, underlying illnesses, it puts them even at a higher risk. So certainly doing everything you can. If you have family members close by, have the healthy one go live with the family members and just check in with you on a regular basis to make sure that you're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Quarantine is uh, the key with something like that. So you don't uh, spread yeah. it. That's that's one thing you don't want to share around holiday time. This is Susan, uh, 312-981-7200. You're on WGN with Dr. Kevin Most. Hi, um, my grandson's a year old, and he associates with other family members, and they don't believe in vaccinating their kids with any of the childhood vaccinations. Does that put my grandson at risk? Susan, yeah, unfortunately, it really does, especially if he's one year old. So, you know, you're talking about him just getting some of his early vaccinations right now. And people say, well, we shouldn't worry about that. Well, we still see chickenpox. We still see measles. We still see these illnesses that people think are just nothing to worry about when, in fact, can cause deafness in kids, can cause, unfortunately, death in kids. So certainly, you know, I, I'm not going to preach to the anti-vaxxers just because it's, uh, it gets very frustrating. 
but I would do everything I can mm-hmm. to protect your child until or your grandchild until they are fully vaccinated, which is going to be a few more years. Okay, thank you so much. All right, thanks for the call and good luck with that. Yeah, that's tricky, isn't it, Kev? This this time of year, especially when you're getting, whether it's kids or not, if you're getting together with people for the holidays and you know certain people have not had their vaccinations, you really ought to think twice, right, about possibly exposing yourself? Oh, absolutely. You know, anybody who, especially this one's a little, that's very discouraging. You know, they must be homeschooled as well because, you know, the vaccinations are mandatory, you know, in some of the schools unless you have a reason for it. So certainly childhood illnesses are nothing to be, you know, um, to laugh about. You know, measles, mumps, rubella, hepatitis, there are so many that we can now protect children from. And the sad thing, Dean, is this is the time of year when kids should be able to interact with their cousins and interact with their friends. And when they're kept out, they get penalized for the actions of their parents, which yeah. is kind of frustrating. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, we'll get to more calls and text for Dr. Kevin Most in a moment. Uh, you can either call or text right now, 312-981-7200. This is Dean Richards, Sunday morning. WGN with our favorite uh, Christmas visit, Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern's Central DuPage Hospital, and Mark on the phone line at 312-981-7200. Hi, you're on, Mark. Uh, good morning. Uh, and uh, I was calling about advertisements that have been on the radio recently, and in fact, one was just played. So the ad suggests that we should get... Um, uh, the new booster, if it's been more than two months since our last shot, um, are you suggesting or are we suggesting that we get a booster on top of a recent booster, say since September? Or if you if you take a look at the CDC guidelines, it's a little bit different, I think, than what is being presented um, in those radio ads. And uh, some clarification could be helpful. So what's the story, Kevin? Yeah, because it's it's not yeah. only it's it's not only uh, when you were last vaccinated, but if you had COVID, plays a factor Correct. in that as well, right? Right. Correct. But but Mark makes a very good point, and, and again, the communication of this has to be key. What we look at right now is once you have the booster once, you don't need to get another booster in three months. We just want to okay. make sure that you get that booster now. And like gotcha. you said, Dean, if you if you've been ill. If you've had COVID in the last couple months, you can wait because you have some natural immunity. But really what we're looking for is the people that have had the full COVID uh, series now to get this one booster. And it's not, Mark, like you said, but you listen very well. It's not like you need to get it every three months because the, the way that that ad read was if you haven't had a shot in the last three months. So people think, oh, I have to get another one. No, it's one booster uh, after the full series. A great question. Thank you very much. And thank you for the call, Mark. Let's go to Laura next. You're on WGN. Hi. um, I have a similar question to the one that was just asked. I have a nine-year-old who got a booster the first day in August, but it wasn't the new shot. Should I take him to get the new shot, or is he okay? And the other one has to do with the flu vaccine. He had the flu the end of October. I thought we were good, but now he's got it again. So is there a time period that you have to wait between being sick with the flu and getting the flu vaccine? 
Okay, so I'll answer, hopefully answer them both in the, in the order that you gave them to me. So the first one, the booster that the individual, the nine-year-old got, was that if that was after his full series, then the booster is the one that is appropriate right now. So he may be fine if he got that booster in September. Then he has the booster that covers him for both the original strain as well as Omicron. The other individual... So the, the, booster, you, the booster that he got, it was in the beginning of August, and it was the old booster. It wasn't the new one. Okay, so, so then that he cover just completed the series. Nope, so then he had just completed his series at that time. So then in August, okay. yes, he would be up for the booster now. He, had, he has okay. not received the booster yet. Now, the okay. flu question, the flu question, has the, has the child tested positive for flu twice, or did he just have I, bad colds? I didn't. I, I talked to the doctor. They didn't test him either time, but yeah. they thought it was the flu. So I don't okay. really know. I do know when I picked yep. him up at school then, on Friday, there were only seven kids in his class. So that was not a good sign. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is happening. So... So for that, you know, if he's been vaccinated for flu, that's great. We know that vaccine is not perfect, not anywhere near as close to being perfect as the COVID vaccines. But certainly this year, important because the predominant strain is influenza A, H3N2, which hits kids and seniors the hardest. So that being said, if he tested positive just recently and he's sick right now, there still is Tamiflu available. For someone who's gotten it twice and gets through it, He's going to have some really good antibodies here very soon, but it's unfortunate that he may have have gotten influenza twice, which is pretty rare. You know, usually you're going to get the influenza once, and then you're going to have the antibodies. So unsure whether he might have had even had RSV and they didn't test, um, or possibly influenza or a really bad cold. Thank you for the call, Laura. We appreciate that. A texter from three one two says local ERs are literally crushed with influenza and COVID making it impossible to care for patients with cancer, uh, transplants, and heart disease. Tell others to get their vaccinations. Now, you know, now I've heard so many stories of people going to ERs and having to wait hours and hours and hours and hours, sometimes a day before they're seen by anybody. Are they better off going to an immediate care facility or you know, someplace where they can be seen within a reasonable amount of time? Well, Dean, unfortunately, the immediate cares are getting hit as well. But certainly, we should save the emergency room for those patients who actually have true medical emergencies. For the patients that we're talking about, your doctor's office and the immediate care is certainly the place to get in, to get seen, to get tested. They have the, the ability to do that is so much easier. Unfortunately, the, other, the individual is very right. Emergency rooms are getting crushed. We, we track something called left without being seen. That's the person that comes, signs in, and then leaves the emergency room without being seen. Yeah. Your really goal is about 1% to 2%. Every hospital in the state right now is averaging a left without being seen that is in the 10 to 15%. Oh, yeah. So obviously the emergency rooms are getting crushed, and when that happens, those people who are kind of on the fence and say, oh, I'm not going to wait this, they leave. Those are the ones that are tip-off for us of two things. One, they could have gotten care somewhere else. But more importantly, we're concerned that they left without being seen when they might have had chest pain, when they might have had something else. Right. So we try to monitor those and try to get all those patients appropriately in. But that individual is right. The emergency rooms are getting crushed right now. 
And anything we can do to distill some of those patients off would be great. Yeah, it's a really tricky time. Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Have a great Sunday, Kev. Thank you so much. You got it, Dean. We'll talk soon. Not very often that I miss being in uh, the window at Tribune Tower, or as I like to call it, that old dump where we used to be. Have you been by there lately? I uh, was by there earlier this year. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Walked in. Yeah. It's pretty fancy. It's very fancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you walk inside? Did you go in the lobby? I, I did. Yeah. It's uh, an iconic uh, library. It doesn't smell like garlic bread anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that place always smelled like garlic bread and diesel fumes? Yeah. <laughs> you wonder why I call it an old time. No. But uh, I, I, I miss uh, being in the window on days when the Bears are playing the Packers. Oh, oh yeah. all, the, all the Wisconsin field. fans all walking by heads, and making yeah. fun of you. And all the cheeseheads come by, like, you know, with their, hey, look, we're Green Bay. Hey, <laughs> hey, look, hey, hey, you want some brats? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I would... Uh, Reciprocate. Reciprocate with, <laughs> with, an, with an appropriate, <laughs> with an equally friendly yeah. gesture. Yeah. It's the holiday season here on the old Sunday morning show. I just love seeing Shawnee dancing around the newsroom when I play this Mariah Carey song. Is this your favorite Christmas song? Oh, well, I guess it could be. Uh, Let me put it this way. Do you hate this Christmas song? No, I don't hate it. No. Some people do. got a nice upbeat feel yeah, like, to it. Yeah, I, I like it. I don't. I know some people. One Mr. Larry Potash from the <laughs> W. That's right. <laughs> TV Morning News right now is, would be having a convulsion. <laughs> I suppose. Well, one of my favorite popular Christmas songs would be the Christmas song by Nat King uh, Cole. Nat King Cole yeah. and the actual original original version from the late 1940s. Yeah. Wow. Uh, actually, Larry did mention to me this past week that that is his favorite Christmas song. Did he? The Nat King Cole. The Nat King Cole one? Yeah. Chestnuts roasting hmm. on, on an, an open, open fire. fire, yeah. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. <laughs> you, it's so easy to put a nickel into you and <laughs> just get you to go. There is no off switch, though. <laughs> there is no off switch on the holiday cheer. That's very true. Hey, if I offered, uh, if I said, uh, "Hey, do you want to eat some reindeer food?" Would you, would you do that? Oh wow! You know we have all types of cuisine on this show. Reindeer food. Reindeer food. What? Okay. What is this? What What does this consist? Well, of? I never knew this. I, I I guess probably a lot of people do. It's a, a treat that you put out. For holiday get-togethers, it's a, a variety of snacks that you mix together and then drizzle uh, melted white chocolate on and mix it up. So everything sort of has a glaze of white chocolate. It's uh, pretzels, little mini pretzels, uh, little uh, peanuts, dry-roasted peanuts, uh, corn, the the crispy corn cereals like a, like a corn checks. Corn checks, sure, yeah. Uh, M&M's. And then you mix all that up, and then you drip some uh, melted uh, white chocolate into Kind of a trail mix type of thing. Sign me up. Yeah, that, that does sound good. good. Sounds good. I mm-hmm. never knew it was called reindeer food. No. Oh, yeah. 
And I'm going to just suggest New to me. not the most appetizing name for something. Like that. No. <laughs> I don't think not I, at all. I don't think I want anything like that. Especially the, this past week, I saw the movie Violent Night. Violent Night? Do you know what? Uh, have, have you seen the commercials for this? No, but does this go along with Bones and all that you were so uh, <clears throat> enthusiastic that, about? That's still the worst movie that I've seen of the year. <laughs> Bones and all, is, I, I think it's going to be my number one hated movie of the year. Uh, oh, we saw great big posters at the theater for that. For Bones and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pushing it like crazy. Hoping people don't find out what it's about. <laughs> That's the cannibal love story. <laughs> so disgusting. Uh, this one uh, is a mixture of Die Hard, uh, Home Alone, and uh, John Wick. <laughs> yeah. It's an extremely, extremely irreverent story about Santa Claus delivering his presents on Christmas Eve. And might I add, a foul-mouthed drunken Santa, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) who's delivering his presents. Gee, who would that remind me of, dressing up as Santa Claus? On Christmas Eve, and then he discovers a family, a wealthy family, being held hostage by some mercenaries. So he decides to click into action to save them, Rambo-style. With guns and weapon, <laughs> weaponry, Santa goes Rambo on these mercenaries. Huh. Uh, and I gotta, I gotta say, when I watched this, I laughed my head off Did watching you? this movie. Yeah. It, it's funny. It's, uh, it's, it's not for everyone. I readily admit this is not a movie for everyone. But if you like it, completely irreverent movies, this is the one. And uh, here's the two reasons that I bring it up because of reindeer food. There are some there are some scenes with the reindeer that are also very irreverent. Okay, and uh, also um, <laughs> it's the number two movie in America this weekend. What is it again? It's called Violent Night. Violent Night. <laughs> Uh, oh boy uh, black panther wakanda forever looks like it's going to be the number one movie of the weekend fourth week in a row but this 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 incredibly uh, irreverent movie via ultra super violent movie uh is speaking to people <laughs> at the holiday time it's the number two movie in america right now I want to go see the uh, Tom Hanks movie that's going to come out next month called A Man Called Otto. A Man Called Otto. I saw it the other day. Oh, you did see it it's already? It's a very good movie. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hanks is such a good actor. You know what? I don't want to name drop. I'm going to interview him at uh, around 12 o'clock this afternoon. Wow. Nice. We're going to do a little Zoom interview. Tell him we said hi. Mr. Hanks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'll tell him Shwani says hey. Hey. <laughs> Shwani, Shwani says hey. Then he'll hang up. <laughs> I'll do it like Goober would do it. <laughs> Shwani says, hey. And then you do the... And then you got to go, yo. <laughs> yo. So aside from Violent Night, what would be your favorite traditional holiday movies? Mm. I think it won- It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful still Life. Is, that's still my number one. Um, All these years The later. Christmas Carol. Uh, Both the one with Alistair Sim and the older one with Reginald Owen. Yeah, I like the older versions better than the like the George C. Scotts and yeah, uh, the black and white thing has something to do with it. Yeah. Holiday Inn, oh yeah, all of those traditional uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth, Miracle Street. on Thirty Fourth Street, right? Yeah. yeah, I like all those. 
uh, 312-981-7200. I'm just curious, uh, if you're going to watch one holiday movie, just one holiday movie for the season, or TV show, I guess you might, you might let's, let's throw that in there too, because, you know, Charlie Brown Christmas, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a movie, but it's, I think a lot of people make sure that they watch that every year. Sure. One of the Rankin and Bass uh, yeah. Holiday. The Grinch stole Christmas. Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, there's, there's Remember the old Christmas Carol, one with Mr. Magoo playing Scrooge? <laughs> Mr. Magoo. I remember one with uh, uh, Donald Duck. You I, do? Yeah, there's a version. Donald Duck. It's, uh, what was he called? Uh, Sc- Scrooge McDuck or yeah. something <laughs> like that? Am I, am I, I imagining right. that? No, I think you're right. Scrooge McDuck. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so tell, well, let's just open up the phone lines real quick here. In fact, let me do this. You know what? Let's do this. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, gift certificates from Tree Time uh, Christmas Tree Creations. Um, and uh, let's let's give those away. For uh, tell, us, uh, tell us your favorite holiday movie. If you can only watch one holiday movie or TV show, what would it be? 312-981-7200 is the number. Now listen. 1022 Dean Richard Sunday morning WGN. Yes, we are going to be repeating our Bozogar and Ray special that we uh, ran uh, this past Sunday. Uh, we are going to be running it again on Christmas Eve at 10 p.m. for those of you that want some uh, good old Chicago memories. And we've got our Bozo Circus 1960 special uh, on today at uh, 3 o'clock, I believe it is, on uh, WGN-TV. If you're looking for some good old uh, Chicago uh, Chris, uh, holiday uh, memories, just some, some good old uh, nostalgia. Some of the texts coming in on uh, some of your favorite holiday uh, movies and television shows, 219 area code says Elf. Yeah, truly, truly a fantastic one. Uh, here's another one saying, let me see here. Um, bah, 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 Miracle on 34th Street uh, would be uh, my favorite. The Muppets Christmas Carol is the best. I haven't seen that in so many years, but that sure was great. Uh, here's another one saying, uh, Christmas Vacation is our Christmas Eve's family tradition. It is a funny classic. Um, best Christmas movie, says the 708 area code, The Bishop's Wife. Uh, here's another one saying that uh, it's Mickey's Christmas Carol, Mickey's Christmas Carol, that has Scrooge McDuck in it as Scrooge. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. That, I guess that makes perfect sense. Mickey's Christmas Carol. Um, there's another one for Elf. Here's another one for White Christmas. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. It's a Wonderful Life. Speaking of White Christmas, by the way, and It's a Wonderful Life, uh, if you have never done it before, I highly recommend to you getting over to the Music Box Theater on North Southport where they show uh, both It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas on big screen. And they have a Christmas Carol sing-along in between the two movies. It's really fun. It's fun to see these movies. As you know, I love seeing classical movies up on the big screen. Uh, But they do this uh, 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 Christmas Carol sing-along in between. Follow the bouncing ball. You know, the lyrics are up on the screen. And it's follow the bouncing ball. And so much fun for families. People get dressed up and... You know, holiday attire, and, uh, you know, they come and enjoy themselves. It's all at the Music Box Theater, 
I think they do it through Christmas Eve. I don't have the, the exact dates in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it's Christmas Eve. If you go to uh, you know Music Box Theater's website, you can uh, get more information on that. But let's see what uh, are some of your favorites out there. And uh, let's start off with Eileen here on line five. You're on WGN. Good morning. Hey, Dean. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Um, well, thanks. I saw you up at Tree Time. You guys were really good. Very oh, funny. thanks. We had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Oh, at my the, gosh. It was so funny. Time. Pulling those names out of those bags for those gifts, we were all cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, my one of my favorite Christmas movies is Christmas in Connecticut with um, Barbara Stanwyck and Sydney Green Street. Yes. Yes. It's really, really old, but it's very funny and very sweet. I and love, then, course, why why is it that this time of year, uh, it's really fun to go back for some of these black and white movies, for some of, like, Andy Williams, uh, Johnny Mathis, oh, you know what I mean? Like, per- performers that, uh, you know, in some cases are, are long gone, but oh, there, yeah. there's something about these traditional old movies that uh, are, are just fantastic, especially warm and at Christmas beautiful. time. And, and her clothes, the clothes knockout. that she wore in that movie were beautiful. Yeah, knockout, absolutely. You had, you had another absolutely. one, too? Uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, I mean, that's always. And then, of course, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, Charlie. Uh, oh, really good. It's a Wonderful Life was on one of the cable channels a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I was just flipping by, and I saw it, and I stopped to watch for a second. It's like, oh, I had to stop because I like I like watching it on Christmas Eve. And it's its 75th anniversary year this year. Isn't that amazing? Crazy. Isn't that amazing? The, when the film first came out, it wasn't even uh, a hit. It, it didn't, no, be, it didn't become a hit. Sad. Yeah, until much later, much, 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 much later, when television mm-hmm. stations started running it for free because the copyright had expired. So TV stations could run it for free for uh, many years. and So everybody was running it. And then it uh, kind of rediscovered itself then, and and now it's a classic. I, it's to me that's Christmas it's so Eve. So sentimental, yeah. Absolutely, we watch it every Christmas Eve. Yep, I love it. Yep. Uh, Thanks. I want to send you. Speaking of tree time, by the way, I've got a fifty dollars gift card for you <gasps> for tree time. Thanks. On Pepper Thanks. Pepper Road in Lake uh, Barrington. I hope you have a wonderful holiday, uh, Eileen. Thank Thanks, you. Dean. You too, and Schwani. I want to say hi to Schwani. He always makes me laugh. He's very busy right now. He's running a newsroom. <laughs> oh, I always have time to say oh, yeah. hello. Oh, yeah. Thank you very got time much. For compliments. Thank you. Happy holidays. <laughs> got a compliment. Happy holidays to you guys too. Dean, you crack me up. Thank you. <laughs> I love your morning show too. When you made those uh, last week, I watched all of your recipes. You made me die laughing. Oh, so God. thanks a lot for doing all you that you do. I do enjoy it. Yeah, I could be calling for Shwani. The room could be on fire, and I could be calling for Shwani to come and help me. Oh, I'm busy running a newsroom. I don't have time. <laughs> well, there was we have we're here for the listener, and that's why I was wanting this. Somebody's complimenting me. What? <laughs> I've never seen you run across the newsroom so fast. <laughs> He's got life. He's I, alive. I didn't want He's to be alive. impolite. He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, good morning. You're on WGN. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm fine. How are you? I'm terrific. Good. Um, I just wanted to say my favorite movie, a more modern one, is Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks. It's funny, and sometimes with all the stress of the holidays, I just like something I can sit down and laugh at. Yeah, something that's a little bit irreverent. Well, I got to tell you, this this new movie uh, called Violent Night... (laughs) 
Redefines yeah. redefines irreverent. Reverent. Okay. <laughs> Somebody on the text line said, "Is it a ripoff of Bad Santa?" As I said in my review, this Violent Night movie makes Bad Santa look like a Hallmark Christmas movie. It's, it's so far past it. So, you know, people are going to see it. It's it's doing really well at the box office this weekend. Well, I'm looking forward to going to see some movies soon, and maybe I'll pick that one up. Yeah, well, there you go. you got that. You've got uh, this new Steven Spielberg movie. Uh, that's fantastic, called The Fablemans. You've got The Fablemans, yeah. This new Tom Hanks movie that's coming out is really good. Uh, there, there's a lot of really good movies over the next few weeks that are going to be coming out. I'll tell you all about them. In the meantime, let me give you a, a $50 a gift card to Tree Time and, on Pepper Road in Lake Barrington as well, okay? Oh, great. Thank you so much, Happy Dean. holidays. Merry Christmas to you, and thank you so much for listening. I'm going to get emotional hearing that song. Reminds me how touching and deeply to the soul the uh, six-time Tony Award-winning Best Musical, Dear Evan Hansen, was uh, every single time that I've saw it. And we are very lucky here in the Chicago area that the national tour is headed back starting this Tuesday, December the 6th. It'll run all the way through the month of December at the James M. Niederlander Theater. And in the title role is uh, Chicago's very own Anthony Norman, who joins us on our phone line right now. Anthony, welcome to WGN. Nice to have you with us. Oh, Dean, this is so cool. I grew up listening to your voice on the radio, and it's just really cool to be here talking to you right now. Thanks for having me. And somehow you decided to still go with theater, and I, I didn't dissuade you somehow. Uh, <laughs> you didn't. You, you you might be responsible for all this. So thank I, you. I, re- I remember uh, I remember seeing you at the Drury Lane. Ta- ta- tell me a, a little bit about your Chicago history, because I mean, you came up through the ranks of Chicago theater, and now heading this national tour. Yeah, I mean it's 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 been a really interesting journey, and I've just been really lucky to meet the people I've met, to work at the places I've worked, and uh, so yeah, I'll just I'll take you through it. Uh, I went to Milliken University in Decatur, Illinois, about three hours south of Chicago, and I didn't, you know, going into college, I didn't know I was going to be doing theater. I thought I was going to be doing jazz studies in saxophone, because uh, that's my siblings do. Uh, they're jazz musicians. And, uh, you know, so when I was auditioning for jazz programs, I was also auditioning for music theater programs. And then fast forward to my senior year of college, I was coming to Chicago to start auditioning for like Drury Lane and uh, Marriott and all those those places because they auditioned pretty early in advance. And I uh, also auditioned for a Porchlight music theater production of Mac and Mabel. Yeah. One of my favorite shows ever. Uh, And I didn't know that at the time. But, uh, and that's where I met my good friend Tammy Mater and uh, Michael Weber. And it was this very limited run. It was while I was still in school my senior year. And so every other day for two weeks, I think, I would drive back and forth from Chicago to Decatur to do this show that, you know, it only paid $50 for the whole thing. But I was so stoked about it. I was like, I'm getting paid to, like, do this professionally in Chicago. And it it really did just kind of set everything off for me. Yeah, but what an investment that you made in your life, right? I mean, investment in your career, 
investment and following your professional uh, go- dreams and, and goals, uh, you know, doing this show, sometimes you got to do stuff that you just love, whether, you, you know, whether you're going to make a lot of money or not, I think, right? It's true. I mean, the, the people, you know, the real heroes here are my parents who, you know, lent me their car and were the ones who right. <laughs> really supported this whole thing. So That's it's so like, great. yeah. As much credit as I would love to take, it's it's really owed to my family. Yeah, that's that's fantastic that your parents were so supportive uh, of your dreams. What, what would you say was like the stepping off point from, you know, uh, doing local productions uh, onto what you would consider to be like your big break? Sure. Um, I think I would have to say the national tour of Newsies. I joined the company in 2016. And we ran until 2017, and we actually played Chicago. We played the Cadillac Palace, which right. was uh, which was really cool. I remember. So yeah. I would say that is what set everything off because that's what gave me a reason to move to New York. I didn't want to move there without a reason to because it's just you know it's you know it's, it's so competitive and it's just like it's so hard. So that gave me a reason. And so after I moved out there, about a year later is when I made my Broadway debut in The Prom. And that is what really set everything off. Yeah. That, that, what, what, a, what, what a dream come true. I, I, I can't even <laughs> tell you. I am smiling ear to ear right now just hearing your story. Because <laughs> so many people have dreams and they don't know how to pursue them and you know, or something stops them along the way, and they stop. They let little speed bumps in the road uh, get in their way. And I'm sure you must have had some of these little speed bumps. We all do. Uh, but, oh, Dean. But you I, kept pursuing. I still, I still have them every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Being the lead in the national tour of Dear Evan Hansen is pretty that's – a, that's a pretty cushy place to be. That, you know, uh, so uh, how exciting is it to uh, be heading up this uh, Tony Award-winning – best musical uh you know production uh, and and especially coming back to chicago to do it oh man it's it's such an honor it's so freaking cool it it's it like to be able to fill the shoes of the people who played this role before it's such an honor to sing the score is just a dream come true it's so stunning and to sing it with an orchestra that has um, several string players in it i mean it's you don't get that on Broadway anymore. It's all synthesized and minimalized. But, you know, we have this gorgeous orchestra and, like, just this amazing score that I get to sing every night. And the company members who I get to do this alongside, it's, I'm, I'm just so lucky. It's, yeah. it's, I really have nothing else to say other than I'm just so lucky. Yeah, I know you're, you're not in Chicago. Where, where are you right now? What city are you in right now? Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis. Okay. So have you been back to Chicago and the Nederlander since they, you know, fixed it up and re, you know, refurbished a little bit and ch- they changed the name of it, everything? No, have I, I, been- I have not been back since I think Wicked was there Wow, in like the early 2000s, it wow. must have been. Okay. Well, you're going to be uh, blown away when you step in and just <laughs> see this theater. Uh, I, I know that I am, as an audience member, every time I go into one of these magnificent palaces that we have downtown in the theater district, but the Nederlander especially, you know, you walk in and it kind of takes your breath away seeing the, the, the magnificence 
of these uh, places. I would think totally. to, be, to be on stage and to be looking out at that is going to be quite moving for you when you get back. Uh, let me take a break, uh, and when we come back, I want to talk a little about Dear Evan Hansen. For those who may not be uh, familiar with it, it's simply one of the most beautiful musicals that I've ever seen. Uh, and we'll uh, talk more about it with its star, Anthony Norman, who will be uh, starting this Tuesday at the Nederlander on Randolph Street. Coming up next. Watch, watch, watching people pass. That's the uh, Tony Award winning Ben Platt, who originated the role of uh, Evan Hansen on stage. Uh, so great, and is in the movie version of it as well. Anthony Norman stars in that role when Dear Evan Hansen returns to Chicago this coming Tuesday and will run throughout the month of December at the James M. Niederlander Theater uh, for a limited time. Um, You must have taken some inspiration, Anthony, I would think, from Ben's uh, performance in this, huh? Yeah, it's um, I think the role is is sort of ingrained in um, in Ben Platt's performance. And that was the. That was the great thing about working with Michael Greif in my rehearsal process. You know, the original director was that he was very adamant on me finding my own Evan. He was a big fan of that. And it, it, you know, with long running shows, you could run the risk of like going into rehearsal process and like, okay, it has to be like this and it has to be like this. It, it, it could not have been the op- like more of the opposite. And I just, I'm so grateful and, and happy with, Michael Greif helping me find my Evan. Yeah, I would think as a performer to have this uh, catalog of songs that you get to perform uh, has to be profoundly moving, I would think, creatively, is it? Absolutely. It's it's really it's really overwhelming. It's it's hard to really take in. But um, the moments when I'm able to take it in on stage are when I'm hearing the orchestra behind me. And I just think back to singing these songs in the audition room before I even had this job. And it, that really brings me down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, explain to everybody what Dear Evan Hansen uh, is about. It's, uh, it, it sort of defies, I mean, you know, we uh, critics, uh, you know, like we like to put things in cubby holes, but this one sort of defies that a little bit. It sure does. It's a, it's a tough elevator pitch, but I'll try my best. Um, it's about, it's about, it's about a very lonely teen. His name's Evan. And, uh, he is just so desperately wanting to fit in with the world around him. And he just can't seem to find his way in socially and on social media. And, you know, mentally he just really struggles with, with that sort of thing. So eventually he gets caught up in a lie that he never meant to tell, which eventually becomes bigger than him and gives. Uh oh, uh oh, we lost our phone line. Something happened to our phone line here. Oh, that's not good. We lost uh, Anthony Norman uh, talking about uh, you know the, this role, which is I mean it's a bit of a coming of age story about this lie that gets completely out of hand, uh, but told in such a completely innovative. Uh, very high tech sort of way that uh, it fully engrosses you, and these songs uh, just really uh, completely uh, touch your your heart. Anthony, I was uh, I was just uh, uh, I don't know what happened to our phone lines here, but I was finishing your sentence. I hope you don't mind. 
<laughs> no, no, that's great. Um, uh, where'd you where'd you lose me? Well, I was I was just explaining, uh, you know, how this, uh, you know, is is a bit of coming of age, but you know, it's coming to reality uh, also of you know this Evan uh, weaving this web of lies that he gets caught up in. And then mm-hmm. having to face reality as as a result of all of that, but all done in such an uplifting, positive way, I think, through uh, in many ways through these beautiful songs uh, that you get to sing. Yes, beautifully put. So I could re- really, I don't need you for the rest of the interview. It sounds like I can, I can just answer uh, your questions myself. It sounds like. And I, th- I think I think everyone would be very happy with that. <laughs> I don't think anybody would be. <laughs> but uh, um, what are you going to do when you get back into Chicago? Is uh, family you know still in the area? Uh, are there yeah, certain all- certain places you want to make sure you try to get to if you have time. Absolutely. Um, I was hoping to catch a Bulls game while I was in town, but our schedules don't line up, unfortunately. Uh, so that's off the table. But my family's still there. That's just like the best that's going to be the best part is being home being able to see everyone especially around the holidays and uh i uh, i have a reservation at alinea which is very exciting wow. i've never been wow mr fancy pants look at that yeah uh not to brag but <laughs> so uh <laughs> and like yeah just other little restaurants here and there um Good. like uh devil dogs the wiener circle wow. you know this Classic Chicago haunt. Sure. Wow. Uh, Alinea and uh, Wiener Circle. That, that's a, They're that, one and the same. Yeah, you They're need, both very tough to get into. You're going to need to wear a neck brace when you <laughs> do those. Uh, and I imagine family's going to come in and watch your performances. Will that be intimidating, having your family you know, while you're performing the shows? I mean, you're, you're a pro, but uh, still... I, yeah, no, that's that's a good question. In in a way, yes. Um, it's like hearing, it's like when I was growing up, I didn't want my family to hear me practicing or hear me singing anything. Um, but all, but in a bigger way, no. It's it's very comforting that they'll be there. It's, it actually helps me. I'm more intimidated by like my friends in Chicago who are going to come. Yeah. And yeah. see the show. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen will start on Tuesday and run through the entire month of December over at the James M. Niederlander Theater over on uh, Randolph Street. And you can get ticket information by going to broadwayinchicago.com. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you while you're here, okay? Gene, thank you for having me. Um, Hopefully I'll see you soon. See you over at Wiener Circle. (laughs) <laughs> it's a little more my style than a linear. Well, see you over there.